0: Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. Every two weeks, we post podcast versions of one of our free training videos, or you can access our videos now at beyondordinarywomen.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Kay Dagle of Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, and I'd like to welcome you to the third video in our series, Be Strategic for Effective Ministry. And we've already talked in video one about preparing to be strategic, basically. Video two, we talked about planning and exactly what that entails. And so Claudia has gone through many preparations for us and she has talked in the last video about coming up with some goals in the end, that being strategic means that by the end of your planning, you have some goals. And now we're going to talk about how to proceed in this one. How do you implement what you have done? So where do you start? Once you have these goals out there, where do you
1: start, Claudia? Where do you go from there? The strategic plans that you've made, that you spent the time laying out and, and all the evaluation you've done and the goals you've come up with, those those strategic plans now need to be followed by strategic action. You can't just sit on what you know or what you found out or what's been discovered. So again, prayer is a big part of that. When you, when you have this picture, and it is an unfolding picture of how this vision is going to become a reality, pray about it and then move forward in faith. Don't get stuck. It isn't going to be perfect, you know. You just need to feel like, okay, I've got my, I've prepared well for this. I've prayed about it. I've evaluated. We now have some goals. And so now what we need to do from those strategic steps that we've come up with, we've come up with our goals, a strategy of how to reach those goals. Now we need to look at what are the action steps? What is it going to take? Specifically, who and what resources to get us to accomplish those goals that we've set out to to do.
0: So when you think about who, are you talking about recruiting volunteers,
1: recruiting leaders? And it just depends on what you're doing. Based on what your ministry looks like, you are the only one that really knows what positions that you need people for, right? So if you're looking for leadership positions, say in a, and I'm just going to go with very basic, a Bible study. You want to start a Bible study. Well, you're probably going to need somebody to lead that Bible study. Whether whether they are the actual teacher or not is a different subject, but somebody to lead it, to kind of head it up, someone that you can work with. If you're the staff person or the, the lead volunteer on your church team, you're going to look for somebody to lead that Bible study. And you want to come alongside that person and help them find the volunteers that are needed to make this ministry happen. So you do have to answer that question, who? Who's going to do it? How have you found leaders in the past? And if you look for people with the skill set that you're looking to implement within this ministry, that's a great thing. Look for personality fit. Do You get along with this person. That doesn't mean they have to be your best friend, but you don't want a contentious person that's bent on stirring up trouble some people do they just will not work with you on certain things so you want someone that's a good fit in that way that they have a skill set that they have a personality that fits and they also just kind of have a gifting of the thing that you're looking for and you want to personally invite them to do that so if you need a leader um, someone to just oversee that ministry and get discussion group leaders You've got to find some discussion group leaders if you're going to have a discussion time. You know, you might want a person who's just a prayer chairman or a a prayer team leader that's going to pray for this mission, this Bible study going forward. You might need a hospitality person, somebody who's just going to get in that kitchen and make the coffee and make sure it's cleaned up and make sure you have everything that you need to make women feel comfortable and welcomed when they come there. So you've got to determine what kind of team do I need to help this thing move forward. And if you don't have one, begin to really pray about who is that that's gonna come alongside this ministry and be excited about it and wanna be on board with it and help make this vision a reality. So if
0: the person who is watching this and hearing this, who is possibly the lead person for a ministry in the church Mm -hmm. or a nonprofit or something that they're trying to begin some strategic plan, Mm -hmm. They need to figure out all of these positions so that they can organize the work. Right. And what if they're not organized? What if they can't
1: think through this? What what do you suggest that they do? Well, that's why I think teams are good. Mm-hmm. You know, find someone in your church that does this beautifully, that they seem to just people want to work within their ministry and ask them how do you get how do you go about getting your teams together or this is the vision i have and i have a few people how can i organize this from this thing i see in my head to this thing that i want to be a reality And I am just a big fan of ministry descriptions or job descriptions. That helps me be more organized. It helps me understand, okay, I see why we need these different positions on this team. Not only is it just a need to fill some positions, but if you see yourself as training other women how to do ministry... You want to always be giving away ministry and teaching women how to do these things, so you want women to come alongside you. It's not just oh, I got to have somebody you know who's going to make the coffee, or I got to have somebody who's going to send out the emails. It's people that come alongside one another and really shore up our weak areas, and you have just this great team of strengths where you're helping one another and you're making ministry happen. So I would say if you know a position that you are going to need that's that's key to your ministry, Start thinking through what would a ministry description or a job description look like for this person? What exactly are the things I want them to do? And begin to lay that out, again, in written form, not in your head. Just begin to get it out on paper. And that way, when I come to you, Kay, and I'm like, Kay, I'm really looking for a person who can oversee our discussion group leaders, who could train them, who could help them stay on task, who could really learn how to be compassionate and love their women, who know how to get discussion going and not, you know not panic when it stops. And you've got this thing written out and you can say, I have a ministry description if you'd like to look it over and see if that's a good fit for you. <gasps> you've just set them up for success. I mean, really, it, when they're successful, the ministry's successful. The church is successful. People grow. Fruits being produced. I mean, it's a, I think it's a big part that a lot of ministries are missing by not going through the, the process of writing out what does that role entail? And then giving them this is what it looks like, and that person can easily look and go, that is so not me. But you know what? There's something I would love to do, and I'd love to talk to you about that. And then you've got you know another jumping off point to talk about.
0: And how much better to find it out before they accept the position, because I've seen that happen so many times. It does now I believe in job descriptions. I have always used them. In fact. There will be some on our ministry website that you can get from us if you request them and probably to download as well. Mm-hmm. I haven't put them to download, but now that we've had this conversation, I will. That's a great idea. That's great. And then you can tweak them. But what I have found is women tell me, well, I still... I started doing this job but nobody told me I would have to do one, two, three. I I can't do one, two, three. And so you they either don't do it and never mention it, or they do a poor job, or they just panic and quit, you know. Right? And so those are those are things
1: that you can totally avoid by job description. Right. It's a very strategic step. And again, you want to set your people up for success because their success means everybody's success. And I think it's just a, I'm not saying it's simple, but it is a a simple thing to do when you're thinking about putting together a ministry. And like you said, better to be proactive and strategic on the front end where everybody knows, you know, what part they own of this ministry or this vision. And then as you meet together as a team every month or whatever, you can talk about certain aspects of that job description. You can train according to what's on the job description. And if people come and say, well, you never told me I was gonna to have to do that you go well we did discuss it at the very beginning we haven't done it very well but let's talk about how we can improve in that area it just it's just healthy it's a healthy way to do it. it
0: is healthy and often the leader leader ends up having to do some of the work that's not being done so if you True. will spend the time up front you will be so happy in the end that somebody will do it and I've always made sure that someone is able to see everyone's job description so that if they're not sure who's supposed to do something, they have copies of those and they know exactly who to contact rather than contacting me for everything.
1: Right, right. And I think that's a, a thing that a lot of women do fall into or kind of a, a pit is that you think you have to do everything. Some of us think we do it better than anyone else and that, that's not true. God's put you there to really equip women to do the work of ministry. That's why we're there. And so we need to remember that, that it's not just about you and your thing. It's about you communicating it well to your team and setting them up to be successful in a ministry that they want to be a part of.
0: So as we talk about being strategic, if we're going to proceed and do it well, it's incumbent upon the leader to make sure that she has recruited the right people, Mm -hmm. that she has trained them according to their job descriptions, and that their roles are clear so that they know what to do. Is there anything else that we need to be sure that those who are... I know there are a lot of things we could talk about. But is there anything else that you feel we really need
1: to say um, to them at this point? Well, I think I just want to say that this might not be. This might be something that your church has never done, or you've never thought of, or, if you, or you've never considered. And I would say, don't be afraid of the process, and don't back out of it. If that's something that you feel like would really benefit your ministry or your organization, start to do it. You'll be surprised how much you learn, how much. Freer you feel as you go about ministry, and you're not just kind of winging it or, or trying to put band aids on things as they go wrong. It's a very empowering thing to do, and so I would just encourage people to do that. And there's a lot of things you do need con- to consider as you proceed: your resources, what's available, rooms, childcare, material fees, those kind of. There's a lot of things you need to consider. But that will all come as you begin to go through this process, and you really do take time to prepare and then plan, and then you proceed and watch that vision become a reality.
0: And once you do it, you evaluate it, and you begin o- over again to see next time how do we change what we did, where did we miss it, what did we, where did we go wrong, mm-hmm. where were we weak.
1: And it's, right. it's a continuing process. It is. It? Evaluation is ongoing. Mm-hmm. When you quit evaluating, many times I think we're just afraid to find out what we already know is kind of happening within a ministry if it's starting to go south a little bit or you see no fruit. It's it's not productive. It's Lives aren't being changed. People aren't meeting Jesus. Whatever those mm-hmm. things are that aren't happening, sometimes we're just like, I just don't have the capacity, the mental energy, whatever, to deal with this right now. That you'll be glad that you kept evaluating and you surveyed maybe the people that are coming to your programs or events and just getting that feedback. It's healthy. You have to shore up for it a little bit mentally if some things aren't going well, but it is very healthy in helping a ministry be all that it can be. It really
0: is. Well, thank you so much, Claudia, mm-hmm. for all three of these videos to help those out there really become a strategic ministry and, and use their resources well because what they do is strategic and well-planned with with specific goals out there.
1: Right. I think a church or an organization's time and their people and their resources, they're far too precious to just not think strategically. Right. Right. Not do what
0: every person has an idea. We'll just do them all. Exactly. Right. You need to be more strategic than that. Yes. So be sure and go to our website. Claudia is going to put some articles on our blog there about uh, strategy goal you can look them up through those terms on the blog and find them or you can use her name and look up the um, blogs that she has written and we will have something about job descriptions and organization i think we already have some blogs on recruiting i think all of these have either been already written somewhat about or will be by the time these videos are ready for you to watch and contact us if you have questions if you have a specific issue with any of this that you need help with i'd be happy to talk with you or claudia would as well just go to beyondordinarywomen.org and contact us and i'd love to talk to you thanks for listening to the beyond ordinary women podcast You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.